What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar, episode 137. And today we are here with Jeffy. Oh, Jeffy, what's up, man? What's going on, man? How you doing? Not much, brother. You come uh, highly recommended, dude. Yes, sir. Um, we had Mark Ford on here. My childhood friend, dude. Mm-hmm. I've known Mark since, shit, it was probably like freshman, sophomore year. Oh, wow. Yeah, and um, I've always followed him, followed his his career and what he's doing with music. And uh, when we had him on the pod, I was like, do you know anybody locally that we should get on? And you're the first name that, that popped up. Yeah. So uh, thank you for stopping by, man. I appreciate, I appreciate it. Appreciate you having us, man. Of course. So um, for everybody that's not familiar with you, can you give us just a quick breakdown of who you are and what you do? Um, I am the owner of The Gutted Cigar. Um we dabble in everything from event management, artist management, um, just the management thing in general, you know, um, our focus on bringing our ideas to life, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's so. dope, man. And uh, I also see a Chola Connoisseur. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up, man. So um, tell me a little bit about the Gutted Cigar. How, how did that come up? Uh, well, it started as a rap group, um, five MCs and a DJ about, I'd say, 10 years ago now um and we all kind of branched out and started doing our own things and it went from us actually making music to again dabbling in all these different fields um there was no vision behind it there was nothing like that it just again one of those things that kind of happened one thing leads to another you know and uh it's been life ever since where would you guys start out at um the pyru fillmore area okay got you so where are you born and raised at pyru nice nice okay cool so this was about 10 years ago yeah you said so um what at at the beginning what was kind of like the main idea of it what what did you see it becoming um well again we were more into the music thing so uh it started off as you know again we when you come to oxnard ventura you have so many different you know entities um running around and uh, and doing the music thing um there's very few on the other side of the 805 yeah so again it was just a bunch of people that were kind of doing their solo stuff but we just brought it all together we're like you know there's there's no representation from the pyru fillmore area as far as you know the hip-hop world goes so yeah. it just again it, it just stemmed into so much other stuff but it started as you know a dream of just some kids making music you know what i mean yeah Hell yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys dabble in merch as well? Yeah, yeah. You brought me this dope ass yeah, well, <laughs> Oxnard hat. Dude, I love this, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's actually it. from um, our partners from uh, Irie Apparel. Okay, cool. So, Hell yeah, yeah, man. And that's where they sell your, your merch at. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's who does all our merch. And um, they help with the event planning and everything. So it's like a whole team effort. Nice. So, shout out to Juan from Irie for always holding us down. That's one of the best people I know. Hell yeah, man. Me being in the automotive community for, you know, 10 plus years, mm-hmm. um, the community really lived online. Mm-hmm. Uh, locally, there wasn't much much people doing it. So any interactions I had were with people like, you know, in the Valley, in LA, and so on and so forth. So like everything that really goes down here in the 805, I kind of, I don't really know mm-hmm. much about it until I started doing the podcast and then just nice. he- start hearing these names pop up, man. I'm like, God, there's so much stuff going on out here, oh. you know, so much creativity, dude. I'd love it. You know, it's weird is, uh, again, when we started throwing the shows and stuff, a lot of people were, 
we're kind of like what's in the 805 you yeah. know we know that you guys got beaches and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah but it, it became like a hot spot for hip-hop so we have people from san diego and just all these you know surrounding uh cities and stuff that are just like we need to make it to the 805 they make it a point to to make their tour stops here and all that and um especially with people like anderson pack and yeah and all these artists that are kind of like putting this place on the map it's just it's a beautiful thing man the, like the the life is really starting to to flourish out here yeah and it's dope too because i'm you know a rap hip-hop fan ever since dope. a child you know but um ever since i got into the car community that was like my main focus mm. and you know i listen to music here and there but nothing really locally mm. so i've been uh ever since i connected back up with mark kind of keeping my my ear to the street a little more and it, there's a lot of talent out here for oh, sure definitely. man um one guy that we're looking to have on the pod uh another one of friends uh friends of mark is uh, a crooked one. Oh, crook yeah, <laughs> yeah i got mad love for crook that's that dude is so dope man yeah we're scheduling it right now man. i was watching some of his videos online and i'm like damn this dude can spit mm. um do you feel it's hard to get noticed from being out here uh not necessarily noticed but uh again like when, when we started off um it was very hard to get booked unless you were in that like little in crowd you know what i mean if yeah. you weren't from ventura oxnard it was just kind of out the question you yeah know? so um again that's one of the reasons we started throwing the shows to kind of open the doors more for people outside of the county or people around here that that aren't necessarily in that circle and within what the last three four years we worked with like 350 plus artists wow so it's yeah it's, it's constant man that's dope man so, so i want to get to all that but i, I kind of want you to paint the picture for us so tell me what it was like growing up in fillmore uh piru area um again um as far as you know being a dreamer you had to leave you couldn't sit in your hometown and, and make things happen there. There's no venues. There's no, you know, nothing going on really. So I didn't, I made my start in music doing shows in LA. Mm -hmm. So I was 16 years old, sneaking in the clubs and <laughs> helping these promoters move tickets to put money in my pocket. And, you know, uh, so yeah, it, I didn't feel like I really got my start in the 805, um, which oddly enough, it's, there's a funny story behind it too. Um, one of my business partners, uh, we laugh about it these days, but when I was coming up, I was always reaching out to him. He was the guy throwing the shows. Yeah. And he would brush me off <laughs> left and right, you know what I mean? And it wasn't until we started throwing the events and he saw what we were doing where he kind of came in. So shout out to homie Slimer from ASR, but uh, he helps with our sound and all that. So again, we don't have to outsource for DJs or sound equipment no more and stuff. And it's, it's cool because they're the older cats that were throwing these shows for 20, 30 years before we even came around so we get immersed the two age groups from um you know we work with the younger artists um people 20s and you know 20s to 30s is like our age range and then um you know they bring in the older acts so when we blend those together it's like the whole community comes out there's something for everybody every yeah. time you know but um yeah i didn't i didn't necessarily make my start in the 805 um we started throwing shows in la and and just branching out that way so yeah so what was it like as a child uh, growing up out there? Uh, I was really into the graffiti scene. Really? <laughs> I got I got in a lot of trouble growing up. Um, music was like my outlet, you know, yeah. my my escape from from all the craziness. I know everybody says that like music saved my life, but no, I, I really just put my focus into that and just left everything behind, you know. There's something about it, man. There's something about music. When <laughs> I talk to people and they're not into music or they're just listening to it on a drive, it, it's I feel like they're missing so much. Yeah, you know? definitely. There's, there's so many different le levels to music. 
and um you know even some some kind of artists where you wouldn't even think that they're talking about anything mm -hmm. if you actually break down the lyrics then you kind of like oh i didn't even see yeah. that yeah, yeah you know so uh growing up um uh, what were some of your influences in music in music um i was always it sounds funny but um i was always inspired by like the people around me you know what i mean um there's some artists from like the 805 like i don't know if you're familiar with like contra Uh -huh. um cap k all the, the homies at the lab no. um mike bless um you know epsilon project like uh -huh. j pro and and all these so i was more inspired by the people that i saw around me doing it got you um i remember uh, my homie dj tasco showing me a rap battle it was like j pro and i suppose at the basement uh -huh. and he's telling me like yo these guys you know do events and stuff out here so before i even thought of making music myself i was coming around just to you know get my feet wet see what was going on out here and i was just infatuated by it you know what i mean like there's it's the the whole culture of hip-hop is just beautiful and again with the graffiti background you're like oh wow like they're incorporating it yeah. all you know what i mean so yeah i just i fell in love with the with the culture of it you know what i mean what's your earliest memory of of like just getting hooked on it um it was honestly there was um some artists out here that were like you know making their little disc records back and forth and uh, oh shit they, i remember they set up an event in moore park it was at like a little pizza spot and they were supposed to like battle and um i don't know something happened a fight broke out or something hmm. so they end up taking the event to the parking lot and um some of my like ogs like philly blunt and um i don't know if you know like oh i know you had him on the show uh hollow yeah 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 shout so, out to hollow when i was a kid before i was even rapping and whatnot I remember them taking this event that was supposed to happen to the parking lot and they're playing Philly Blunt beats out of Hollow's car. And there's just all these uh, rappers just sitting around ciphering. Uh -huh. And I'm just paying attention like, wow, like these are all these people. And like now I look back and I'm like, these were J pros and all these like notable names from the county. At the time, I didn't know who they were. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just like, yo, people rapping, blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, that was probably like the one that got me. That was the, that was the bug that bit me. You know what I mean? So How old were you at that time? probably like 15 years old you how know? old are you now i'm 29 okay 29 okay so, yeah yeah this was again pre-music era for me when i was just kind of like a fan you know what i mean so you got to start somewhere in a yeah those, those are the things that really kind of put the idea in my head is like yo this can you know what i mean be your thing yeah that's what helps out a lot when you see somebody that you're familiar with or something from the same city or mm -hmm. somebody that just you know looks like they live the same life that you do yeah. and you see them doing something it, it really motivates you to take it to the next level definitely because if you're a kid in in fillmore Piru area and you're watching you know mtv or bet mm -hmm. or whatever that that dream is just so out of here that there, there's oh, yeah. no way that you can even connect the two dots definitely but definitely. then if you see somebody locally and you're like wow this dude is really doing it doing shows mm -hmm. then it, then it kind of plants a seed and you're like hey i can make this happen yeah yeah that's dope mm -hmm. man so um what kind of graffiti were you into were you doing like bombs and things like that or? um i mean i would try yeah <laughs> i was never any good i was i was more in it for like the adrenaline I, i used to love to paint the freeways you know what i mean yeah again pyro film where there's not much to paint within the city you know what i mean so you had no choice but to go hit the the freeways and and scope out those billboards and stuff yeah you know what i mean so that was my thing i, I used to just i love the rush my, yeah my homies were the talented ones i was the one that was just like let's go you know what <laughs> what I mean? so, the wild one that's what's up did you ever get any trouble doing that oh yeah uh <laughs> 
I spent like my senior year of high school on trial for that. Um, no shit. So yeah, that was that was not a proud moment of my life. You know <laughs> what I mean? But you live and you learn, man. Yeah, yeah. I feel like everybody has that inside of them, and they just get a you know get it out. Yeah, and yeah. Hopefully, you get it out at the right time, where there's not that many consequences to face. Oh yeah. Well, while my friends were at prom and stuff, I'm just <laughs> yeah going through it. So I never went to prom, hmm. and I didn't have any excuse besides uh. I, I didn't have anybody to ask. <laughs> that was my only excuse. Uh, that's dope, man. I, I love it, dude. So are you still out in that area now? or? Oh, no, no. I'm actually staying out in Bakersfield these days. Oh, really? Um, yeah, but I, I bounce around pretty frequently. You How'd you end mean? up in Bakersfield? Um, Honestly, just rent. Yeah? <laughs> just, yeah, cost of living is, is beautiful out there. So no, if you want to live in California and not, not struggle, move to Bakersfield, you know? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I just like the location for the most part is uh, being in the central California. You have the luxury of being able to go down south, go up north. You know, Vegas ain't too far out. So we, we make sure we span that area, you know, just. Yeah. But we, we primarily work out of Oxnard. So, you know what I mean? But got you so if you were to say today what are the things that you're focused on is it the managing do you still do music or um i don't really make music much uh, myself anymore but what i like about it is that i'm able to apply stuff that i've learned while i was chasing that dream to help other people out so that's where again with the event management really helps um i'm able to take people from here to different places and people from different places to here and really get to see um I guess where artists are at in their own career and things that they're going through. So again, we just, we barely started it, but we picked up two, three artists that we're managing now. Um, we started managing the models. Um, and honestly, yeah, it's just, it's kind of like a more of a bringing ideas to life type of thing. You know what I mean? So we help people out when people have music videos they're trying to do and they're like, I want to incorporate this. We're like, okay, we have resources for that now. Got you, got you. know what you. I mean? So it's like, we, we use the context that we built up to again enhance other people's dreams and um i think that's the the beauty of it is it's like you get to see it just unfold in front of you you know Hell yeah I mean? man so again i started as a fan and i'm gonna end as a fan you know what i mean so that's good uh so what is it that you look for in uh artists like what is it that you can see in them to to make you want to invest your time into them um i i really think it's um i've just crossed paths with so many artists over the years um again i've seen 26 states in the u.s um just off music when i was chasing that dream mm. so i've seen everything from like the imagery what they're what they're trying to present to the content that they put up online to the quality of the music like there's just so many factors in an artist so i think one for me is the marketability factor um but plus the the work ethic, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it makes no sense to be a talented person if you're not put putting it to use, you know what I mean? So I think that's one thing that I look for is, like, are you serious about this? And even when the way we set lineups for shows, like, um, if you're not really working, if you know what I mean? You, you can still get on the show, but we're going to base the lineup based off what you're doing yourself, you know what I mean? So we want to celebrate the fact that people are actually putting the time in. Um but also we factor in the fact, you know, who people want to see. And, uh, you know, there's other variables in it. But, um, yeah, so when we look for artists, we just look for who's doing what and what they're willing to do, you know. Because, um, again, there's a lot of artists that have a, a very good grind and they have a something going for themselves, but they're always missing something, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we, we 
listen to them for the most part. Like, what is it you're trying to do? What are you trying to get out of this? What markets are you trying to attack? And um, yeah, just kind of help them on the business side. You know what I mean? So again, that's how me and Mark got so cool. Yeah. Um, he's got so much going for him. Yeah. But he's constantly going, what can I do better? What can I do better? So we're able to connect on different projects and stuff like that. So shout out to mark like that that dude's going places you know? yeah he's extremely talented Definitely. and uh he's always been you mm-hmm. know ever since high school times like when we used to skate together like he was always doing crazy ass tricks that no one was even doing you know yeah, yeah. and he was always just so easy to talk to and just he, he had a he had an opinion mm-hmm. and he he would stick with it dude. And, and i've always liked that about him and uh i was just watching one of the videos that he did with crook and um dude that video is sick man he his videography is insane dude for sure and i could just see that like a video teamed up with a hungry artist with a great song Mm. and it that's that's the recipe to blow up for sure and that's an important factor um uh, again on the video side of things is that's as artists you know what i mean The, the game is constantly changing and we live in a vi- very visual era, so it's important to have quality videos and, and things like that. So Mark is always ahead of the curve when it comes to dropping. You know, not only is he dropping quality videos, but he's consistent with it. Yeah. So, you know, shout out to Mark again. He's one of, like, the, the pride and joys of the county, you know? Definitely, man. So when you say marketability, what do you what do you look for um, in the artists as far as that-wise? Um, everybody has something. It, it really, you can't really pinpoint it, but... Um, some people have it some people don't and and some people are just trying to find it you know um i, I guess it's a look or uh just the energy that they bring to the room you know what i mean like you can just tell when you when you meet somebody you're like okay there's something special about you you know what i mean and um i guess that answer changes by the person by the you person, know yeah, but yeah. um yeah i mean there's there's really no answer for it it's just you know i've seen people get a face tattoo and that's that's their thing you know what i <laughs> yeah. mean like it's just it really depends on you as as the person the artist what market you're trying to attack um but yeah again i've seen so many artists just have one little thing that just you know puts them ahead of everybody and yeah. it's, it's beautiful but at the same time it's like that's the constant struggle of an artist is trying to find that it you know what i mean um like I'm, i know i'm not doing the artist thing anymore but one of the things is nowadays my hair. I was bald my entire life, so oh really? I grew my hair out. Now I'm more approachable. Yeah. Now, now I'm easier <laughs> to point out in a room. It's just like that's the <laughs> thing. So I'm like, I can't get rid of the hair right now because that's what people know me by now. You know? How so, long you been growing it for? Uh, a little over three years. Really? Yeah, yeah. Damn. I'm dude. actually gonna donate it eventually, but that's just, what's up, man. Hell yeah. I've tried to grow out my hair and it it doesn't work, dude. You get to that point where it's just you wake up one day and you're like dude i need to get a fucking cut i'm over it yeah bro i get stuck <laughs> in so much different stuff um there's a low-hanging tree right outside of my house and every time i walk through the yard i just get caught in this tree <laughs> <laughs> and i can't grow a beard for shit either dude it's 2020 man somebody has to come up with them some type of technology to get right. a damn rick ross beard I, uh, if you could figure it out you'll be a millionaire <laughs> right so what did you feel like that stopped you from pursuing your music career um there wasn't anything that stopped me it was um i think i just kind of lost the love for it you know what i mean um i what it was was i um i left cali um right as soon as i graduated high school i just packed up and i left and my goal was to backpack to new york i just 
fit whatever I could fit in my car and just left. Wow. Um, and I stopped in Louisiana and I have a, a bunch of um, family and friends out that way. So I stopped there. I threw a show, I threw another show, threw another show, and it just started going. And that's really where I like found the love for throwing events. Uh-huh. But while I was there, I ended up linking with a little indie label, um, Logo Musico, which they're still my family to this day, but um, they were more on the commercial side of things. I do more of the underground hip hop, you know what yeah. I mean? So linking with them was where I really got like a lot of my knowledge for a lot of things. Like I, prior to this, I had never done like the South by Southwest thing or mm-hmm. the A3C or any of these major festivals or even traveling. Like most of my traveling was done with them. Mm-hmm. And um, it was cool. But at the same time, I, I really started to see what it was like to have a manager and to not be able to do the things you wanted to do and you just working on somebody else's, you know, say. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that's kind of what killed it for me. Yeah. So that's something I apply when I manage artists is like, yo, I don't want to do that to you. Give them a little more you freedom. Know what I mean, yeah. And it's it's just, it was fun, but it was also very, very uh, draining, I guess you can say, you know what I mean? And um, yeah. Yeah, as a as an artist or just a creative in general, like you just want to be able to create, create, create at your own, you know. Yeah. On your own time, and um, that was the one where I was like, "Yo, <laughs> this is no longer fun. This is a job. Like, this yeah. is just like working at Walmart or something." You yeah, know what I mean? Definitely. Like, like, I I can't do what I want to do, you know. So um, yeah, that was that was kind of what like not necessarily killed it for me, but it, it slowed me down a lot. The whole time I was with them, I was never able to drop an album. I was mm. never able to, to, you know, throw throw certain events. Like, I love to do the community-oriented stuff. So when they told me, oh, you can't throw a toy drive for the kids, I'm like, this is, this is mm. you know what I mean? Like, it, it fucked me up. It, yeah. it really got me. But uh, it was it was a good experience. It's definitely some, something that people need to experience because um, I think every artist's um, main goal is to sign with a major sign with a label and have representation a team behind you pushing you and but yeah it's just it's it's a different uh it's a different ball game when you get into that field especially when people start messing with your creativity man mm-hmm. have you always been a creative person oh always yeah always that's again like i i have so much energy i need to apply it somewhere <laughs> yeah what are some of the other things that you uh dabble in besides uh music um well music always was the basis of it but in that time when i was making music it got me into dabbling in like web design graphic design um i did the photography videography um just all these different elements that applied to music you know so music was always the heart of it but all the stuff surrounding it like at one point i felt like i was a one-man team yeah you know what i mean but i was just like Again, when you when you spread yourself so thin and take on so much work, you can't really perfect, you know, each and every one. It's like one's always going to outshine the other. And uh, so, again, even to this day, I still mess with it all. But uh, I don't pride myself in it. You know what I mean? Like, that's just something that I'll do, you know, for my my mental state. You know what I mean? When you get tired of one thing, move on to the next thing and just kind of, you know. Do you ever hit uh, like uh, creativity blocks where you're just. Oh, for sure. Um yeah and there's there's honestly no way around that you're gonna hit them here and there you know what i mean and um but that was like the beauty of balancing so many different stuff like i'm sure you know this like you get tired of working on a car you're like oh cool i'm just gonna go do a podcast (laughs) yeah 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 you know what i mean it's definitely refreshing to not have to be focused on one thing you know yeah yeah i'm always looking for more hobbies just because when that does happen then i have something else Mm -hmm. that i could lean on like 
doing puzzles or something i don't know man uh if you guys have any cool hobbies besides you know cars or music or anything like that let me know because i'm always trying to do something different yeah Yeah, i feel the same way man i have to be doing something at all times and sometimes it's to a fault as well you know i can't really just chill out and i'll tell my wife you know i I just want to relax it and she's like you never relax like even when you're doing when we're home chilling like you're always just doing something yeah yeah. and sometimes i would i would like to just switch it off you know not feel like i have to do something at all times but it's it's a gift and a curse for sure man um so when you graduated high school you wanted to go on this road trip what what made you want to do that um well it was not right after high school um after high school is when really when the gutted cigar started moving as a crew um but it was when i got to college i I graduated college and oh nice where'd you go the la recording school okay so as as soon as i got like finished with that i was like i was living in north hollywood at the time um i was living in like a overpriced roach infested apartment Ah. complex and i was just like i'm not happy here like so i just as soon as my lease was up i got up and left Mm -hmm. you know um and the goal was just to backpack to new york you know what i mean i was like i gotta see what else is out there instead of just you know getting a another apartment or you know anything like that i was just like you know what just let's see what else is out there so i definitely took that that risk but it the reward was beautiful i bet and um Again, living in California with these uh, with this rent and stuff, it's impossible to save. Yeah. So I was able to travel the country and actually stack up money in the same time. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, I'm never able to do it. You know, in California, yeah. you're like, I could go on a vacation once, twice a year. You go to Vegas. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. Living in, in the South for a little bit, I was like, yo, I can actually, you know. Yeah. Um, I lived in uh, Lafayette, Louisiana. So I was about three hours from Houston five from dallas three from new orleans nine from atlanta so everything was like right here you know what Sick, I mean? so dude. that's that, a dope area right there yeah man. so again with the shows and stuff um i was i was very fortunate enough to rock some amazing amazing events and share stages with you know artists like post malone before he popped off and really amigos and you know what i mean and yeah i'm not from that world from yeah. the commercial rap world so it was new to me to have to try to make music that fit that category and again with the management they're like if you don't follow our word we're not pushing you hmm. so again they had me doing stuff i didn't want to do yeah but again i think i needed that um because again it, it showed me a lot so I'm, I'm able to apply a lot of the stuff that I, I learned on the road especially again the event planning stuff really helped me open my mind to different kinds of music because I don't know if you're familiar with like the jig music and stuff coming out of uh, Louisiana, mm. but man, that's a different world down there, man. What are some uh, examples of artists? Um, let me think. Uh, Cause I I dig down south rap. Well, for see, sure. I love like the the Houston down south raps, like the UGK yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But um, no, they're on that like biggity 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 like twerk music. Okay. So a lot of like the artists that I would book was I wasn't necessarily a fan of them, but I had to open my mind to be able to be like, yo, you know, I might not like it, but other people would. Is that kind of like Drake? Nice for what? Like that kind of style? Mm, no, it's it's straight twerking music, like just heavy drums and I don't know. Yeah, that's like uh, twerking is part of like the New Orleans culture. Gotcha. You know, we see it as like, oh, you know, shaking ass, but no. 
it's they take that serious back that ass up yeah like, <laughs> if you date it back even prior to hip-hop people were doing that in new orleans in that area so again getting to see that side of things and then um i mean music is so widespread now that you know you still had your your boom bap hip-hop out there you still had mm. your you know your southern rap your trap music like there's just so many different genres yeah but it wasn't until i got out there that i was able to break that stubborn hip-hop head mentality and um that you had yeah yeah i had i i grew up around you know stubborn hip-hop heads to tell you um you know no doing this no doing that no rapping over your vocals no blah blah you know what i mean so i had all these like little rules that i would abide by and going down there like i ain't gonna lie like at first it was very hard mm -hmm. <laughs> it was very hard to be like you're not doing it right or no 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 my people would make fun of you for this but... where's your backpack <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly go get your transport so, now so yeah so shout out to louisiana as a whole i consider that place like my home away from home fuck you know? yeah so that's what's up man yeah um i i know exactly what you mean man and that's kind of one thing that really turns me off from like underground music because it, it seems so clicky and anything else that's like you know pop in on the radio or whatever that's automatically out of here yeah. we don't fuck with that Definitely. you know but at one time that person was doing the same shit you know rapping on the corner mm -hmm. getting small shows opening up for free you know they're doing the same thing but you know something happened that switched them over yeah. and it's just it puts you in such a box you yeah. know and I don't like that part of it, but as far as like the uh, the music wise mm. of it, I'll listen to whatever, man. I I love listening to underground stuff that Definitely. you know. You bring up a name, you like you know, hey, do you listen to the Little Hamster? Who's that? <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> shout, out, shout out, Little Hamster. Shout out to Little Hamster, dude. But uh, I just love music all around, man. So when you were in Louisiana, um, what kind of influence did like uh, Wayne have out there? Oh, he's. <laughs> That's the, King? the the house, yeah. But I mean, you had your little boosies who was mm. held in high regard. Oh, um, really? The little Snoops, um, mm -hmm. rest in peace. Rest you in don't, peace. That's like their Tupac. You don't go to Louisiana and diss little Snoop. That's crazy because thinking about it, if you were to hear little Snoop, you would think he's from Philly mm -hmm. area. Yeah, but oh, um, uh, Meek Mill put him on. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But he, uh, yeah, I mean. That's just one of those names you don't you don't disrespect them and then again when you, it depends on what region you're in because if you go up to like the New Orleans area um, currency and them are still killing it out there got you so they do like the the jet lounge at uh, the House of Blues every Wednesday so I mean oh for, really for local artists like you can roll up and showcase for you know what I mean their A and R and stuff so yeah that's really dope that's stuff that we don't have in California there's so much going on here that it's hard to link with you know all these people and. And do these certain things but yeah in the south um they're constantly looking so mm -hmm. again it's, it's very easy to take over that entire state if you if you really wanted to and you connect with the right people you can be the next big thing out of louisiana like mm -hmm. so much easier so yeah to all the artists that that think i just need to get to california and then i'm set like yeah. no you're gonna come here and, and it's just you're gonna join the the oversaturation <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah but yeah like, did you uh spend any time in atlanta yeah, yeah. I got a lot of folks out in Atlanta. Really? Atlanta. We actually brought quite a few. Well, we brought a couple artists from Atlanta out to California in recent years. Yeah. So shout out to homie Shred, Rogue Dynamo, uh, everybody out there moving. They got they got a dope scene out there. Dude, that's my shit, bro. Yeah. Uh, if you were to ask me today, uh, my music tastes 
gears way more towards Atlanta music. Oh, they're they're running shit right now too. Yeah, there's um, so many so many uh, dope artists coming out of that area. There's a lot of people moving to Atlanta specifically for that. I I have a feeling that Atlanta is going to be the next Hollywood. Oh, for sure. Um, uh, music wise, it's already there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then as far as like uh, movies and production and things like that, that uh, Tyler Perry he mm-hmm. just opened up his compound out there. And from what I hear, that 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 place is unbelievable. Oh you yeah. Know? Um, um, same with like Austin, Texas. That's another big uh, uh, one for music. You know, especially around like the South by Southwest time yeah. and stuff. Like that that changed my life. That South by like, yeah. Yeah, I hear Austin is the number one city to to live in. Oh yeah. Um. So let's talk about South by Southwest. I've been very curious about that, but mm-hmm. I've never been before. But mm-hmm. it, it seems like. Uh, I don't know if it is now, but that that was like the hub for for new music and new artists coming out. Yeah, that's uh, exactly what it is. Is um, you know, even before the the festival takes place, they'll drop these pamphlets saying like these are the artist spotlights, and they'll have the the artist schedule. So when we did it, like Post Malone was one of the names on mm-hmm. there. So he was one of the ones that you like. You need to either get on a show with him or go check him out. And these are all the dates that he has and locations, but. Austin is pretty much just two big streets. You have like, I believe it's 16th and 17th, where it's just club, 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 club. And there's just free shows going on everywhere. Oh, they're free? They're all free. No way. I mean, you'll find like the bigger, like I know like Wu-Tang did something out there while we were there, but that was like a bigger like amphitheater type show. But they'll start early. So there'll be shows like just shared venues, you know? So there'll be a show from 12 to 3 at a certain venue and then once that one's done three to six there's a different show Mm. you know what i mean but these venues are just trading off and just going around so we were lucky enough to do the it was the jet life taylor gang showcase so we did uh we rocked with post malone um joiner lucas uh who else was on that chevy woods which is one of Wiz Mm, khalifa's artists um we did another one with like migos and um i can't think of the dude's name that remember the bitch you guessed it guy the fucking trap yeah so yeah i don't know yeah i forget i know what you're talking about but it was an experience for me um because again even like throughout this there's you'll just see people in the streets campaigning so you'll run into just all these people that you're familiar with all these big artists and just media platforms like i know we ran into like nardwar out there no you know shit what I mean? just just walking down the street type stuff so you can um, definitely go out there and market yourself. You'll see people running around with like life-size cutouts of themselves. Like, hey, this is me. This is what I do. Rapping on the corners and stuff. Uh-huh. Just trying to showcase any way they can. So for a whole like week or however long the, the festival is, it's just that. It's just chaos. Just constant chaos. Wow. And just, it's amazing, though. It's it's definitely an experience. It's it's probably one of the coolest like showcases that I've ever seen. Yeah. And uh, Austin's just an amazing city. All the clubs are really dope. I, I know that was like the first time I rode a mechanical bull out there. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? I was just wilding out like this is amazing, you know? So yeah. Coming from Little Piru, you don't see stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely. So when's the first time that you went out there? Um was for South Bay. Oh uh, yeah. What year was that? Um twenty fifteen, I believe. Gotcha. Like so, and how many times have you been since then? Um, that was the only um, Really? See, that's what I'm planning on now is I'm trying to take some of my artists out Fuck there. Fuck yeah. Because I built so many contacts out there and stuff. It's just like it's it's been meaning to happen. I just been waiting on the right move to make happen. Yeah. You don't go to, to South by unless you're prepared. Mm. Make sure you have stuff to pass out. Make sure you you know what I mean, you have all your, your feet in the right place because again, one night there can change your whole life forever. 
you know yeah do you feel like it's still gonna have the same energy as as 2015 or you oh, think things sure. have changed no no it's that's what it is you know what i mean people mm -hmm. know that's that is just it as far as music goes as far as the new music um Again, we, we did a show with uh, Post Malone, and he performed that White Iverson song. Yeah. And he's from Texas, so uh -huh. you got to see the entire crowd sing that word for word. Yeah. But it wasn't until, like, exactly a year later that that song actually hit the radio. Uh -huh. So it was kind of, like, trippy in a sense. You're like, it really showed you how long it takes for a record to really take off. He was probably sick of that song by the time <laughs> it even hit the radio. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But, yeah, like, that was definitely... Um, it was definitely an experience, and I, I guess as a creative in general, like you just need to go witness it. Even on some graffiti stuff, they have that big old graffiti park right there in downtown mm -hmm. Austin. You know what I mean? So there's just a lot going on. It's just a lot to soak in. When is it? Um, it changes, but I think it's around February, March of every year. Mm. So yeah, dude, I would love to go out there, man. Definitely, for sure. Um, I don't do any music or anything like that, but just being around creative people and just getting that energy. Oh you know, yeah. I think that that would be awesome. Um, I always see what goes on there, you know, like on World Star, but mm -hmm. you know, uh, No Jumper. Things you know, it's like funny. Was, um, one of the shows we did, uh, it was. I don't know if you're familiar with BMF, you know, uh, Big Meech. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. The younger generation, one of the shows we did, they decided to jump one of the show hosts. Oh shit! So they jumped this guy in the middle of the show, um, and everybody's filming and stuff. Well, the video that I seen that hit World Star, there was a dude standing next to me, you know, with his camera and stuff. I didn't know it was anybody special, but it ended up being the dudes from Vlad TV. Oh, no so, way. You know what I mean? It was just kind of weird. Like, yo, me and this dude rub his shoulders all night, and I didn't realize that. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those type of, like, environments where it's like everybody's there for a reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even as fans, you're there to see who you're there to see. You know what I mean? So, like, if you just walk around and talk to people, they'll tell you who's doing what, who's, you know, who to look out for, what, like, private parties are going on and, and things yeah. like that that you need to check out. It's just, it's a beautiful thing, man. The energy all around is just amazing. So, um, again, applying stuff like that, that I've seen, like, in my travels and bringing it home was, like, that was it. You know what I mean? That yeah. was the formula. It was, like, yo, we are stuck on a format here, and no nobody wants to be the guy to break that format. Yeah. So... When we came out, we just came out swinging, like, and it just worked. You know what I mean? So, dude, that's rad, bro. I've I've always wanted to go out there. Now, speaking of Vlad TV, what um, what like hip hop music uh, media outlets do you frequent? Um, I'll pay attention to all like the Hot ninety seven stuff, the you know the Breakfast Club, Vlad TV. Um, honestly, it really depends on the content. Like, Got you. If I'm a fan of the artist or, you know, just even the way they spin it, like when you watch Vlad TV interviews, they're like, oh, so-and-so talks about this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I may not know who the person is, but the topic is something I'm interested in. So um, I try to pay attention to what's going on. Do you um, uh, do you watch uh, Adam 22? No oh, Jumper? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sick. And then uh, what about the Joe Budden podcast? Um, not really. Really? But I was, I used to pay attention when he was on like Everyday Struggle and stuff gotcha, like that. Yeah, but, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I grew up around a bunch of quote unquote Joe Buttons, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I've, I've heard that conversation a million times, just 
what's dope is about uh the joe budden podcast versus everyday struggle is everyday struggle was him bullying academics the whole (laughs) time and now he like gets bullied by his friends which is dope man it's good to see that that side of it but um i love to get their their input on whatever's going on in the community um breakfast club as well and um I've really been into Adam Twenty Two lately because oh, yeah. I I feel like maybe our paths are a little more similar than anybody else, mm-hmm. you know, because he started out in like just the biker community, and then started a podcast with just bikers, and then you know just started getting some artists on, and then it started going more towards that way, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I feel the automotive community is way bigger than the bike community mm-hmm. is for sure you know so that this that's where my grind's at you know mm-hmm. not not to be like him but just just to be able to sit down with artists that i that i like their music that i'm interested in what they have to say and that we could provide a platform for them see that's uh one thing i like about adam 22 is uh he works with artists that he likes it's not necessarily the big names yeah not necessarily you know what i mean people he's trying to put on it's just if he if he floats with you he floats with you and um i i really appreciate that like those kind of platforms you know yeah. what i mean so yeah definitely man it's a lot more genuine and raw and you kind of yeah. just figure out who these people are and i've been put on to so many rappers that i would have probably never even listened to mm-hmm. because of that podcast definitely so what are you listening to now um i like a little bit of everything um honestly i i stay really busy um scouting rappers so you know nice. what i mean i find a lot of um up and coming music like there's um a cat named ozer coming out of the bay right now um that's something that i'm really feeling um but i'm also a fan of like again the puyas the suicide boys gotcha. i like the the more backpacker stuff um stuff that we hear from artists on the shows and and yeah like one of my things is i don't really listen to music as heavy as i used to hmm. you know what i mean and okay like even in the car, like I've I've just heard everything at these shows. I've heard everything like as far as promoting stuff online. Sometimes I just get in the car and it's just dead silence. I'm like, you know, <laughs> we, we just cruising our th- thoughts today, you know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I like a little bit of everything, you know. Um, soul and oldies is my my thing though. You know what I mean? What's that? Soul and oldies. Uh huh. Oh, okay. So, got you. Got I you. I listen to more oldies than I do hip hop, and I'll. I'll gladly admit that i'm a i used to dig for samples you know what i mean yeah that's kind of my thing those are the best samples right there for sure uh do you listen to xavier wolf um a little bit um i can't really say i've dug too deep into his catalog but what i have heard from him he's really dope yeah he's from memphis Mm -hmm. and then he uh he moved out here Mm -hmm. to uh hollywood but he really has that kind of like memphis sound Mm -hmm. to his music and he's a car guy as well so i I fuck with him a little more heavy than than i probably would Mm -hmm. because of just that that car aspect you know just having everything again they kind of go hand in hand you know what i mean um again it's not uncommon to see hip-hop acts at a car show (laughs) yeah you know what i mean so it's, it's it's beautiful like that's where i feel like we're at now that you know we came into this whole like festival setting like yeah a regular show just doesn't cut it anymore yeah you need to incorporate as much as you can like even with our shows we incorporate uh the modeling like the fashion shows to the live art to the the different vendors i, I like to think of it as like a swap meet with yeah. performances you know what i mean so um again like i, I can definitely see how the car show would play a big big part in in hip-hop especially because 
you know, once a rapper gets their first check, where are they going? Fly-ass car, yeah. bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, man. So I like to see uh, Tyler, the creator, is a big car person. You know yeah. What I mean? so. um, my wife, she works at BMW Rusnak, oh, and nice. uh, they had one of his BMWs in there not long ago. Dope. Uh, yeah, it's dope, man. It, it really does seem like that, like that the car community, the skateboard community, bikers, like all the kind of alternative things. It, it's all in its own uh, universe. Mm-hmm. And then the dudes that like played sports is just over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never really meet people that that played sports when they were growing up. You know, I uh, I used to play sports. Really, I have a bad shoulder from it from uh, baseball. baseball? You're a pitcher or what? Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! I had a nasty curve, and uh, coaches used to take advantage of that without proper conditioning. And mm. uh, there's some days that I can't even move my neck from it. No shit. So, like, yeah, even last night I got some like, you know, certain rubs and stuff. Now that the cold weather's here, I'm like, I need to take care of this shoulder, you know? Really? So, so they were putting you on even when when you were hurt. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, I was watching the uh, Aaron Hernandez documentary. Have you seen that yet? Ooh, tried. I tried to get through it. it yeah. yeah, it's a rough one, man. And um, when he was, well, when they were talking about how they would give them some sort of shot, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure what, what the shot was called, but it was before they would play. If they have any injuries, they give them a shot and then mm-hmm. they'll be able to play through it. Like a steroid or something. Something like that, you know? And it's just like, dude, that's, their health is not a concern. Yeah. at all the concern is just winning by any means necessary the hole in his brain like yeah doing all that they're saying he had like a brain of like a 90 year old or something yeah like, the, the cte man that shit's no joke yeah definitely and that's something that you know they're trying to cover up the the nfl because mm. man I, I guarantee so many of those football players have it and have had it since a kid mm. you know i was watching the show that they had on netflix with uh snoop dog uh, he he like coaches fee, uh, peewee football or something mm-hmm. like that, and these kids are maybe like 10, 12, 14 years old, and dude, they're they're head to head contact, and kids are getting hurt, mm-hmm. and you're just like man, that's not right, dude, because these kids are still growing. Yeah. Your brain's not fully developed to like your mid twenties. I'm sure I have a hole in my brain just from hitting my head on a cabinet. I can only imagine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, so. yeah, man, but. Um, that's cool though dude it's i i'm really intrigued with like the music side of stuff because mm-hmm. that's something i've always been infatuated with now how do you feel about the new uh change of music uh like quote unquote mumble rapper style i like a little bit of everything yeah like, i'm i'm not gonna say like i've never heard a song been like this ain't catchy i don't see why people like it yeah you know what i mean um i mean when i personally write i like to put like my thoughts down mm-hmm. like i don't like to just put some you know words on paper um but at the same time sometimes you're in the mood for that yeah you know what i mean sometimes you just um you just need that background music you yeah know what i mean and, definitely uh, i can see why kids like it and i'm i'm not gonna you know just dismiss it because uh it's not all for me you know what i mean yeah but, um like i i think uh there's a a couple artists that have just like really really stood out um I, I wouldn't even put them in the mumble rap category, but yeah. they just, you know, they get labeled that, and it's... I guess it's like the new age yeah. of music. But, I mean, it's just the same way uh, as, like, you know, when hip-hop started coming around, all the people who listen to rock music, like, what the hell is this? You yeah. know what I mean? Um, the content is all the same. If you really pay attention, like, they're all inspired by the same stuff. They're yeah. all talking about the same stuff. They're just putting their own twist to it, so... So what are some artists that you fuck with? Um, In the mumble rap type? Uh, yeah, or, yeah. 
Mumble, mumble mm-hmm. rap. I don't like to say that word because uh, it's like a de- derogatory term, yeah, you huh? Know what I mean, yeah. Um, I can't even really pull artists' names. I'm so bad with names. Yeah. Um, let's see, somebody we like. I like uh, Dot Demo, um, but he also he's very good at at finding that balance between you know the the hip hop type stuff to the more mumble rap type stuff. But he he packages it together. He's coming out of a uh, Brooklyn, I think. Okay. Like I honestly, I really like the whole new. Was it New New York movement? Mm-hmm. Like the the Joey Badasses and the um who else is on that? Like the ASAP mob, you yeah, know, so yeah, you got yeah. like ASAP Ferg who's more I guess you could say he's not really mumble rap, but he's more into like the new age yeah, sound definitely. where as far as like Rocky and some of the cats that he works with, like they the content just varies, you know what I mean? But um yeah, I mean I I can't really pull some off the top of my head, but um there's a lot out there, man. Um, again, even that cat that I brought up earlier, Ozer, coming out the bay, like, he's really dope, but it's not something that, you know, my friends, my my older hip-hop friends would listen to, you know yeah. what I mean? But I, I love it, you know what I mean? Um, his production is amazing. His content's amazing. His delivery, he's very well-rounded. Um, you listen to uh, Young Thug? Mm, not really. Really? I've heard a couple songs that I'm like, I'm, I can't. I'm not gonna say I don't like it, you know what I mean, but um, I can't, I can't really, I haven't really dove into the catalog enough yeah. to say I'm a fan or not. I, I would definitely recommend that for mm. sure. That's one of my favorite artists right now. Yeah, Young Thug, and I can, I can totally see why people, if they just first hear him, that they don't fuck with him. Mm-hmm. But he's awesome, dude. That um, actually, what's his name? Um, actually, like his, I like his the way he carries himself but uh the baby yeah fuck yeah dude like, that dude just refuses to take an l anywhere yeah like, life is just testing him and he's like just handling that and just very level-headed he just seems like a stand-up dude definitely um and his music's not bad you yeah, know yeah, I, mean? yeah. I like i like a lot of his music and uh so i'm like it's cool to see cats like that and i, I hate that you know the culture that i grew up around is quick to dismiss it you know what i mean by just a name yeah they don't they don't understand it the so baby like, now <laughs> yeah so but like, uh i don't think you're even allowed not to like the baby because <laughs> it'll probably fuck you up <laughs> that yeah. dude is intimidating man yeah, he's, he's killing it he's man. dope man yeah and and that's just another guy to show you like mm. you can either you can either just take your time and build build mm. or you can just do three shows a fucking night and yeah. just keep killing and killing yeah. it. You know, I, I had a guest on here and he, he put it so well. He's like, if you want to get to the point where you're going to be at in 10 years, in three years, you have to do three times the amount of stuff in one single day. Yeah. So if one day you're going to do a podcast and then after this, you know, you go have a meeting with uh, an artist you know, you have to do like three podcasts, three meetings, and you think about it like, dude, that's so much. But once you condition yourself to taking on that workload and understanding how much time you really do have mm-hmm. in the day, like you're going to need more opportunities than anything. Like yeah. I'm always ready to go. Like if somebody mm-hmm. has something that we got to do or something, I'll make sure that I fit in because I understand that formula. The more things that you're able to take care of, that's just going to put you further down the line and how i look at life is like on a on a linear scale Mm -hmm. you know we'll all start at different paths or different parts on the scale but that just because this person is way ahead of you Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that their grind 
is the same as yours. So Definitely. when their grind is moving slow and slow because they're already ahead, if your grind is three times, dude, you're going to pass them yeah. in no time. Okay, everybody, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be back in one minute. Yo, what's up, fool? Make sure you check out Downstar for all of your dress-up needs. Get it poppin' over here. We have all the kits for the K-Series, the B-Series, the transmission, the mounts, the engine, the Toro, baby. We have the hardware for the seats, for the stereo. We got it for the speakers. We got it for the lug nuts. We got it for the air valves. We got it for everything, dog. So you make sure you hit us up at downstarring.com or you call us up, fool. You can even text us, lame, 818-937-3472. Just shoot us a text and tell us what's up, dog. I need some fucking boss in this bitch hit us up downstarting.com hey and if you got an instagram slide in our fucking dm at downstar wait hit up the homie frank underscore downstar he's the one that takes care of all the dms hit that level up and shoot him a message and he'll get you all taken care of real nicely and um again i i think uh having such a solid team around me um kind of enables me to do that um but at the same time i'm a i'm a control freak when yeah. i'm when i'm in charge i'm like I, it has to be done like yeah this, you know what i mean so um when we're working on a project that i curated it's like just run it how i like it and yeah then, and then it, it opens me up to be able to do more you know and when i don't have to take on that workload alone definitely and then um when we tackle some of their ideas and their concepts it's again we run it how they want it ran and it's just it saves you a lot of stress a lot of time but it also opens you up to be able to move around so you're able to take on more work um, yeah and i think that's that's the beauty of having a team behind you but i mean if you can if you can juggle that on your own and you know what i mean like they say uh if you want something done right do it yourself you know yeah. what i mean so yeah. uh, again i i it just i guess it really depends on how you work you know what i mean yeah definitely right. now another artist uh you listen to uh little peep um i did I, there was a couple tracks um that you know I, I really liked that sound though yeah i liked how uh you know hip-hop became more harmonic people were like singing and and just i don't know dabbling in different stuff but i like that emotional rap too Hell i like yeah, that dude. those songs that can make you cry and you know the next one up but it's just gonna put a big smile on your face and then you bam you're right back to crying again you yeah. don't know why this whole <laughs> so i like artists that can uh Again, they're very well rounded and and they understand like music is an emotion. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's my number two right there. A little okay. peep, rest in peace, man. Rest I have a um, I have a a playlist that I made on Spotify mm -hmm. or on on SoundCloud, which is just like a lot of underground tracks and things like that. I'm gonna send you the link, dude, don't, because don't. Uh, I really feel like Peep is one that's slept on, especially mm -hmm. from you know older heads that when they hear like a little. Mm. or they hear the name that automatically shuts it off in their head Definitely. but did you uh get a chance to check out the new mac miller album i haven't dude you know what? i've i never got into mac miller oh, really? um yeah and I, I feel like that so many people are into him and there's a lot that i'm missing mm -hmm. but i i just haven't spent the time but i'm definitely down for that for sure that's um one of the things uh speaking a little peep i feel like mac started you know right before his passing is when he really started to come into the artistry or yeah. like the he was now uh an artist he was no longer a rapper you know what i yeah. mean he started singing more his production got better he just i don't know i feel like uh 
had he had a couple more years, you would have really seen the full, you know, scale of, of his uh of his journey you know dude all sad situations all around you know and even to to go to like x it's mm. just it's all unfortunate you yeah, know it's, that's like when we were younger if uh like jay-z would have died at his at his peak mm. you know these guys had so much and they were just just tapping into it mm-hmm. you know and it's it's just a shame um definitely the one of the reasons I really gravitate towards Little Peep is because he he really did that mashup perfectly of hip hop and like pop punk mm-hmm. kind of as well. Um, were you ever into any any of that scene? Um, I want to say that I was like a huge fan of it, but uh, again, it, it's those artists like out of newer artists, Peep was one of the ones that I actually checked out. Uh, X was another one, you know what I mean? He he incorporated that very well. The I don't know, I don't even don't know what genre you would label it as. Yeah, yeah. Cuz you can put that in again like the punk scene, like pop scene, like it would fit very well in there, you know yeah. what I mean? So you, it just really depends on on I guess the market wherever you're going to push it, but Did you ever grow up in like that uh that rock punk punk scene though? Uh not really. I mean, no. I'm more um I like easy listening music, so even when I do listen to rock, it's more like classic rock yeah, and soft yeah, rock yeah. stuff like that. You know what I mean? But um, I have my my songs and stuff, um, and I know like uh, a lot of the homies do it. You know, um, from the nardcore scene to the homies yeah, on Bakersfield, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a big, big like uh, punk scene in Bakersfield. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I gravitated a lot more towards like the Warp Tour okay side oh, of music. Um, my first Warp Tour ever was. Warp Tour 2000. Okay. I think I was like 15 or so mm-hmm. at that time, and I ended up going for maybe like 10 years straight, Dope. and that that was such an amazing experience, man. Uh, some of those artists, like my childhood, lives in those albums. Mm-hmm. Um, Newfound Glory, The Youth, Senses okay. Fail, Chiodos. I I love that stuff, Dope. man. Dope. And um, sometimes when I get tired of listening to rap and hip hop, I I'll go to that, and it's like, whoa, yeah. I'm a kid again. <laughs> but see, it was festivals like that that changed the music scene. Definitely. Um, you know, again, these regular shows just don't cut it no more. Mm-hmm. Like, again, when you go to something like that, it's the whole experience. You remember, like, yeah. the, the pay dues and the rock the bells. And, you know, we actually just linked up with the, the Happiness of Pursuit Festival out in Ontario, and I feel like they're going to be the next big thing. So I know the last one we did, you had a... Who was on the last one they had havoc from mob d mm-hmm. um ra the rugged man was on there uh yeah there's just too many to name and the one before that was like sick jack in and you know what Got i mean you. so it, like they're gradually growing and um shout out to the homie 60 east like that dude had a vision he uh he he started as a rapper i mean he's still rapping but um he was fortunate enough to go on a bunch of tours with a bunch of big names and stuff and now he's throwing his own festivals and he put all the homies who throw shows on so oh shit all the people working these events are people who throw shows out in la Hell and yeah. san diego and so on and so forth and they all just come together and and it's it's amazing that, yeah. that energy is amazing there's so much going on like it's just i think it's a like a visual stimulant to see not only the music but you see all the vendors and and just stuff going on and it's like this is it you know what i mean like yeah you feel at peace you know so the warp tour was that you know what I, mean? I never thought about it man but warp tour could definitely be like the foundation for all of these you oh, know definitely. these coachellas and things like that because before it 
I can't think of anything besides like Lollapalooza and Woodstock, mm -hmm. you know, but I don't even know where the times maybe if which one was even before. I know Woodstock was before, mm -hmm. but as far as how festivals are ran today, that's, that's a warp tour blueprint. Mm -hmm. Everything is well, from having different stages to this stage sponsored by this person or that person, you know, 30 minutes here, 30 mm -hmm. minutes there. It's just like that's that's where it came from for sure. Yeah. And uh, I I wouldn't even say like warp tour wasn't the the first you know what i mean um but again that that stuff really changed the game um, yeah as far as throwing events like even as, as a promoter people will tell you like yo if unless you're gonna throw a festival avoid april to june because that's festival season mm. you know what i mean there's just constant everything's going on and there's yeah. stuff popping up and again now that the the cannabis world is is doing the, the yeah, same thing yeah, those yeah. are essentially festivals themselves you know so it's just it's very it's it's dope to see, but at the same time, it, it's making everybody work a little harder. You can't just you know slap a show together and just have the homies out at the bar anymore. You know what I mean? Like you have to incorporate something different. Do you feel like there's gonna be a, some kind of bubble that's gonna pop or something that is gonna make these festivals not um, not attractive anymore? Such as like you know rock the bell or um. Rolling Loud, uh, Coachella, like the tickets just being like 500 bucks to go to them? Um, no, I think it's what it's going to do is it's going to start pushing. One, it's going to start pushing promoters to start throwing more festivals, but keeping them affordable. Yeah. So like even like Thought Fest, like that would easily be a $100 ticket, mm -hmm. but they're charging $20 presale and then it gradually goes gotcha, up. But gotcha. I think it caps at like $35 gotcha. tops. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um that's it's just it's dope to see but that's one of the things that you see and hear from the people who go they're like yo keep it affordable keep it reasonable don't you know don't try to make it the next warp tour or you know rock the bells or whatever they're like it just it's so genuine right now yeah it's still it's still very like a underground vibe but at the same time like you don't really factor in the fact that there's over two thousand, three thousand people here right now. You know what I mean? It's still a big, big party. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think that's one thing that really um, made me fall in love with Warp Tour. It was like thirty bucks a ticket, mm -hmm. and it's not like you're seeing bullshit acts there. You're mm -hmm. seeing like the biggest bands ever that are on, you know, K Rock or yeah. MTV or whatever the outlet was at that time. You're you're watching them mm -hmm. for thirty bucks. And then, granted, you got to wait all day, but it's all good. Yeah. You know, it, it was just such a great part of my my childhood. And uh, even at the last warp tour, which was maybe two years ago, um, I ended up taking my um, my my wife and my son and uh, my sister and my nephew and me and my buddy TJ, who I always go to concerts with him. We took my son and my nephew into the mosh pit <laughs> for uh, for the used. And it's just like for them to be able to experience that before it went away, it was like priceless, dude. It, it was so awesome, man. See, and those are the the memories that that stick with you. You yeah. know what I mean? Now, tell me about a time that you went to a bar and seeing just one band, or you know, yeah. for the same price. You know what I mean? You're just like we were talking about it, uh, like behind the scenes at the the Rico Mambo thing the yeah. other day. But they were saying like you can't charge twenty dollars a ticket for a regular show anymore because that's essentially what people are paying for some of these festivals you know yeah. what i mean so unless you're gonna incorporate more like you you have to make the 
the show worth the worth the cost. Yeah. Um, and I, that's why I feel like 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 Coachella, like not to take away from what they're doing or even put them down in any way, shape, or form, but I wouldn't ever spend that to go there. Nah, definitely. You know I mean, I'm not trying to go to EDC or yeah. anything like that. Just because it's that cost of the ticket is just—is it really going to be worth the experience? Yeah, definitely, man. And and to me, it's more of like uh, I understand what they're doing. I understand mm-hmm. their business model, and I can't subscribe to it. Definitely. You know, they're they're taking advantage of these kids who just want to go there just to post up that they're there, mm-hmm. and that's not how I enjoy music. Definitely. I'll wait till there's a show at the Novo in LA or something. Yeah. You know, pay twenty bucks for a ticket to see like Xavier Wolf, and I'll go do that mm-hmm. rather than go to Coachella because it's the the people that are around the people that. I'm going to be surrounded with are not there for the same reasons yeah. that I am. And I'm very passionate about music mm-hmm. and that's just something that I don't want to be part of, you know? Um, and, and, and no, no diss to them, dude. Like there, there's two parts of me. There's the business part of me and there's the passionate side of me. Mm. And I understand the business side and I wish you all the best. If you can get 500 bucks for a ticket, shit, go ahead without even putting a lineup yeah. and you could get 500 keep doing it yeah you're not gonna get my money though <laughs> for sure but speaking of rico and mamba how'd that end up happening um well my og uh d tragic um again he's a very important part of 805 hip-hop um actually runs the 805 hip-hop website but nice he um he's a radio dj out of uh santa barbara he, he broadcasts from the the UCSB campus. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the college is called. Santa Barbara University. Yeah, yeah, UCSB. But he um he has been again around the hip hop scene for about I guess the last twenty years or so, and um he just he's one of the few people that gets it. You know yeah. what I mean? That the scene is constantly evolving and changing. So when he sees artists, you know, coming up, he's like, I have to be the guy that that helps them get their foot in the door. So again. Um, they started doing these uh, every Friday. They try to spotlight local artists on yeah, the Rico yeah, yeah. Mamba thing. So um, Tragic was the one who kind of threw my name out there and, and got us in the door for that. Um, and yeah, I, I got nothing but love and respect for that dude. He's been looking out for me as soon as I stepped on the scene. Uh, and yeah, man. How was that interview? It was dope. It was an experience. Again, it was a like childhood dream type stuff. Yeah. You know, everybody's like, I want to be on, you know. And yeah. Um, yeah, it was just, it, it was different, you know what I mean? I, I've been on the radio plenty of times before, but never for the local stations. And I, I guess I always had a kind of a little, you know, thought in the back of my head, like, why don't they, you know, acknowledge yeah. what's going on out here? And um, that's uh, one of the, the faults of Ventura County is that I don't feel like there's enough platforms that really open the doors for for local creatives and not just yeah. in the hip-hop world but in in any aspect for the the business owners or the the painters or you know what i mean there's so many people out here doing their thing but you know we have a local public access they don't ever you know spotlight anything you yeah. don't ever see like the newspapers really acknowledging the good that's going on out here um they have no problem showing you the bad side yeah quick you know there's yep. people people were terrified to come to Oxnard yeah. for whatever reason, you know what I mean? And I'm like, yo, it's just like any city, you know what I mean? You got your good yeah. things, bads, but um, yeah, there's a lot of positivity coming out of the, the 805 right now, and I'm glad that people are starting to acknowledge that because um, I was actually at the Rico and Mambo interview when they brought Anderson Pack out. 
Oh, were you? Yeah. So we did the the we were there for the pre pre celebration for the Oxnard album. Okay. So I was there in the room as they apologized to him for sleeping on him. Yeah. They're like all the times that you submitted music or that you know and like we just wouldn't give you the time of the day. Like we the first ones to apologize for not. Yeah. And that's kind of where the local spotlight came from, but it it sucks to have to have somebody like anderson pack blow up get signed by dre and all this yeah before you start to realize that yo there's people out here so, yeah um i was actually on that show as well maybe dope, about dope. like six months ago or okay. something like that so ever since then i've i've kept a really good relationship with the guys and uh mambo and i've had that conversation mm-hmm. that you're talking about and um a lot of it is out of their control you know yeah. when when you get into the the actual music industry mm-hmm. a lot of those songs that get played are their the relationships that they have mm-hmm. with the labels Definitely. so it, it makes it almost impossible for them to put up a new artist just a local guy on there you know um yeah, yeah. Th- we, we actually had lunch last week and we were talking about this and and i brought it up like well what if there was a local rapper who wanted to get his music on or wanted to get some kind of a spotlight and there's there's channels for that mm-hmm. and i feel that there's um maybe some of these local guys they don't understand it as far as a business yeah. aspect of it but Definitely. for me i understand it hey, if i want to go to a show that i've never been to like a festival and i want to have a booth there i know that i have to pay for that booth oh, yeah, to Definitely. be there so all I just have to do is figure out the channels of of whatever that I have to who I have to get in contact with Definitely. the who who's throwing that event and say how much is is a booth take care of that and go but I I don't think a lot of people understand that aspect of it Definitely um but again like as far as local outlets and stuff go um I'm not necessarily just talking radio but again, you have local. I totally understand that. Yeah, definitely. All these different uh, outlets that just kind of sleep on the good, unless it fits an agenda and/or yeah. you know falls into their to their uh, regularly regularly scheduled program. But um, I just feel like as as a community, especially as as crazy as these last couple years have been, like I, I'm seeing the progression. I, again, I've been doing this for at least ten years now, and um, we've come a long way. Um, we've opened so many doors and just so many things and um there's there's a lot of life here and not just in the hip-hop world but i see like the reggae world is really flourishing with Mm -hmm. everything they're doing at like discovery yeah 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 that's a good Um, point there's so many different and it's just one one of the things that got me was like we do the, the the ventura county music awards every year yeah so um shout out to tim who does that um he never intentionally i guess this is disrespected uh the hip-hop culture but me and him have gone into it before over that over the way that they Hmm. set that up and they kind of they don't really they have a a law that they um or a rule that they uh, apply to and i guess it makes sense for bands where they say yo at least one person in the band has to be from ventura county for you to be nominated for an award well they apply that to rappers Mm -hmm. well most rappers are just rapping over over beats you know what i mean mm-hmm. so as long as the producer if like say the producers from ventura and they're working with a artist from new york that artist from new york now has the the eligibility to be able to win a ventura county music award for best hip hop. that's not right hmm. you know what i mean yeah. so me and him had to, had to get into that until they they changed it and you know he was more than willing to, to hear me out and, yeah. and all this but 
he was like, nobody's ever really brought that to my attention before. And I was like, yeah, well, you're, you know, you're calling it a Ventura County Music Award and that it's not an 805 Music Award. You're saying Ventura County Music Award, but artists from Santa Barbara winning. Yeah. And, you know, I get it. There's still 805. It's not that big of a deal. But at the same time, like if you're going to spin it as a Ventura County Music Award, I think you should cater to more Ventura County artists. And um, it, there should be no reason that, you know, artists like, again, I know Mark Ford is one, but I'll just use him as an example, um, that people like Mark Ford is getting slept on because, you know, some artists from L.A. worked with a Ventura producer. Like, um, yeah. So, again, like, it's it's a lot of, I guess, the way you approach these situations. You can't just go in and be like, what, what's going on? You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. But um, these people are, are finally starting to come around and really like acknowledge this kind of stuff and being like yeah we're really sleeping on you know the the local waters man there's a lot of people coming up and again anderson pack like that's just that was the game changer for everybody everybody's like wow like we didn't even really and you know he's not the only one to come up out of the 805 you have kyle and you know like yeah. baby boogaloo's killing it right now and um just all these different people are, are like coming up but um when anderson pack popped off was when everyone's like all right we're tripping, you know what I mean? Yeah. We really need to start paying attention because there's bands and, and people from Ventura County that I see that are going to be huge. You know, yeah. like I think Herbal Roots is one of the next up, you know what I mean? And just all these these local entities that are just coming up. And um, yeah, so. I feel you, man. Um, my intention wasn't to highlight people locally mm -hmm. because when I first started the podcast, I wasn't aware of it, mm -hmm. you know, but the more I'm getting uh, introduced to people that are doing things in the community. Um, you know, we've had, we've had boxers on here, you know, we have mm -hmm. hollow on here. Oh. Um, we had um, some guys that just have local businesses here. And yeah. it's, it's crazy, man, the, the following that we have locally, mm -hmm. it, it's really big. And every yeah. time that we have a local person on, um, you can tell the streams are a lot higher. Mm -hmm. So I see that as us being able to provide that kind of outlet to okay. to these local businesses, local artists, or just people on their grind. And uh, I, I'm looking to take that forward for sure. Yeah. I, I, again, it's not, uh, I don't know how to say it. I just think like there's a lot of platforms out here and just people in general that are uh, that kind of deserved their praise like yeah are you familiar with like the lab 805 yeah yeah, yeah. i oh. uh, i used to fuck with them shit since like oh nine yeah so again um i think that's around the time that i met them like 2010 maybe mm -hmm. um but they have always been like one of our main backing like they're, they're like a source of inspiration for us you know yeah. um i can't a lot of the things we want to be uh we've done we wouldn't have been able to do without the help of leo and cap and everyone over there um again d tragic's another one um the homies from asr that they they were throwing shows in the 805 for 20 years plus before we came around so with their guidance and their help and you know what i mean it's not as clickish as it seems you know what i mean yeah. like there's people out here willing to help each other um simply because i don't feel like they're getting the the push from like some of these platforms i don't feel like like if the newspapers and, and stuff like that were willing to highlight people like this I don't feel like people would really need each other, but they're like, okay, we will. Yeah. Since we're not getting that help, all we really have is us, and it just created a whole new little circle of things. Like, yeah. And it's dope. I I love it. I love the fact that 
you know people are actually collaborating now and hell yeah man uh, i'm excited for it dude and if there's anybody listening right now local guys please look us up uh downtime with downstar yeah. uh we, we want to work with a lot of people out here you know um I, I know this platform isn't huge but it's very uh diverse we have a lot of listeners from all over the world that their focus isn't really the 805 or, yeah. or music or whatever is going on here so you you can uh you can highlight your whatever you got going on to uh, to a bigger platform, you know. So yeah. anybody listening, and if there's anybody that you would ever recommend that that we have on, please do let me know. Mm. Um, guys that we want to focus on is is people that are are just on their grind, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever it is. As long as every day you wake up with a goal in mind that today I'm gonna accomplish this. Those are yeah. the kind of people that I'm looking forward to talking to for sure that's beautiful man hell yeah man um just do my part you know because when i was coming up shit i didn't have nobody Mm -hmm. and not anybody locally i didn't have anybody at all Mm -hmm. you know it was there was no i didn't have no ogs nobody looking out for me saying hey maybe maneuver this way maybe do this do that i had to figure that all on my own yeah which there's a lot of benefit to that but i could have had that same um information if somebody would have just put me on definitely you know so if i can be that for somebody else at least just give them an outlet to to hear their story and um to see what they're going through you know then put that out there hopefully i can help them out in some way yeah so that's my idea with it now you mentioned uh anderson pack do you have any relationship with him um no i want to say like a personal relationship but um again we we did link with his management um, for potential stuff in the future. It's mm-hmm. just a, a matter of the right footsteps to make happen. You know what I mean? But um, again, that homie, he didn't even make his start in 805. You know yeah. what I mean? He was, he was in L.A., right? Yeah. I don't know if you've heard his story. No. Um, but he was like homeless in L.A. Mm-hmm. And um, he ended up linking with Dumbfounded from Project Blood, which is a, a hip hop outlet from, from L.A. Okay. And um, he was coming to Project Blow when when he was still going by like Breezy Lovejoy and and stuff like that, and he was doing shows out that way. Yeah. So again, I always like really felt like I resonated with him because that's a a similar thing that I had to go through at some point, you know, where you like you wish you had that hometown love, but it's just you know. So it's cool to see where he's at and um that he's actually giving back to the county. Um, yeah. I know he was like trying to save the pack for a while mm-hmm. and, and just the, the whole carnival thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, obviously he's a, you know, successful artist and, and uh, bouncing around. He's probably way too busy to come back to Oxnard anytime he wants. But mm. the fact that he's actually making it a point to do so is amazing. Yeah. Like, again, um, there's a lot of art, a lot of people who just came out of the 805. Like, uh, are you familiar with like Baby Boogaloo? No. Um, that's Wild Child's son, you know, Wild Child from Loop Pack. Mm. Um, he's on the show Blackish right now. Oh, okay. So yeah, he's he's from Oxnard. Okay. Yeah, he was a, a break dancer when he was, I'd say like five years old. You know, so he was on like Ellen and all those shows, and you know what I mean. His, yeah. His dad's from Loop Pack. You know what I mean. <laughs> like, so it's, it's cool to see like people like that coming up and and just just bringing more of a spotlight to the county because there's so much going on out here that just. Again, it's not that it's getting slept on. It's just people don't know about it. There's not enough outlets to kind of, you know, bring it to your attention. So that's one of the things we try to do with with these shows and stuff is incorporate as much as we possibly can. So when you you come, you think, oh, I'm coming here to see, you know, this person rap. And then you're like, wow, 
these are all clothing brands from the county. These are all painters mm. from the county. And you guys, it's a intimate environment to where you can link up with them yeah. and help better your brand or help better, you know, your music or your art or whatever it is you're trying to do. Um, and I think that's the beauty of uh, not just what we do, but what, you know, all these different platforms are trying to do now. They they understand, like, if we're all in this together, you know, there's no such thing as almost made it. You know what yeah. I mean? So we're right here all grinding it out together. Like, no matter if you have 100 fans or 200, you know, 2,000, 2 million, whatever. Yeah. It's dope that people are acknowledging it in this light. And um, the the collaboration it, I've, um, factor is really there now. It's not like the 90s when nobody wanted to work with each other. Everyone had an ego. It was just yeah. like, leave me alone. Don't talk to me unless, you know, you know somebody who knows somebody. It's 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 tight to see, though. That's good, man. What about Kyle? Uh, Kyle's killing it. Um, but again, I don't really I don't really pay attention to what he's doing enough to, to yeah. know what if he's coming back to the county and bringing anything back to the county. But I did see like he had like a movie on Netflix recently. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I make sure to support when I do see. But I just I, I, I would be lying if I said that I'm really up on his stuff enough to know what he's doing at all times, you know. So since seeing the, the growth of Anderson Pack and Kyle coming mm-hmm. out of here at 805, who do you see as somebody being on their way up there? Um, In the hip hop world or just in general? Just in general. I see like Herbal Roots. They're a really dope reggae band. I see them coming up and they're doing their thing. Okay. Um, Again, the Mark Fords. Um, whether it's from rapping, his production, his video work, something, I see him like he's he's got something going for yeah. him. Um, Mike Bless is killing it. Um, he's and, an older guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I think he used to rap with my cousin back in the day mm-hmm. too my cousin uh out of uh wainimi high mm-hmm. there was like a the little rap cruise out of over there and my cousin prep he was telling me about him so he's pretty good yeah yeah i gotta um, look into him um enzom is another one um slump boys are already on their way i don't know if you yeah i've been wanting to connect with them to mm-hmm. get them on the pod um i don't know if we have enough mics <laughs> Well, we but, just uh, uh, we had them out at our last event, and uh, yeah, they're 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 really dope. Um, they have it, a dope energy, man. And they're uh, they're Samoan. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. So they're it's, again, it's another outlet for the Samoan community. Hell yeah, it's just like really dope. You know what I mean? Um, Shout out to Slum Boys, man. I yeah. want to get you guys on here. Hit me up. Yeah, yeah. You you definitely got to tap in with them. They uh they killing it right now. Um, but as far as coming out the county, um, I think Brian Macasa. I that's he's like a singer artist he just plays every instrument and stuff but i always tell him like that dude's gonna be the next bruno mars yeah like he's just so well-rounded it's it's crazy and he started messing with like some so kind of like mumble rap like trappy stuff as well but he's like i don't know what you like indie rock i don't know what genre you would really throw him in but he's very well-rounded and um there's just potential all around man and um it's a matter of some people just linking with the right person you know what i mean like there's some artists that I feel like you're ready. You just some you need to run into the right person. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds like weird to say, like waiting around on opportunities. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you need to go out and meet the right person. Yeah. Because you know what I mean? There's been so many people that I've met over the years that have just changed my life forever. They're just a regular conversation. They're Hell just, yeah. Next thing you know, three, four years later, here we are, like just still working together and just growing. And um, 
You I, never know, man. You never know when that's going to happen. I always say plant as many seeds as possible. Oh, definitely. You know, I've really, with, with doing uh, my business, I've really known the value of uh, networking, mm -hmm. you know, and genuine networking, not networking, yeah. trying to get something from somebody, but just putting out your tools and say, hey, yo, this is what I got. If definitely. you can fuck with me in the future, you know, let, let's talk. And, and likewise, you know, and then just build those relationships and what I feel as well is you give back before you even ask for anything. Oh, yeah. That goes such a long way. Oh, you know, anytime I see somebody that I can help out, whether they're, you know, promoting a show mm -hmm. or, you know, coming out with a new line of clothing or whatever, you know, I'll do my best to, to, to get eyes over that way because I know one day that I'm going to need help with something and, Definitely. and hopefully, the favor is returned not by them but just by the universe mm -hmm. you know that's that's a beautiful way to look at things um and you these... you mentioned earlier uh, about ego uh i think that that's one thing really with me as well that that helped me grow is when i was able to get my ego on check and mm. you know really uh humble myself and um just be open to learn and and experience new things and not not act like you know it all yeah you know you know what I, I like just to kind of walk through the timeline a little bit um when i started like doing a music thing it kind of stemmed from like battle rap mm -hmm. which is all ego yeah that's all it is is ego and yeah so from battle rap moving on to music where there's a little less ego but it's still there yeah to um just my travels leaving california now i'm co completely new face in new cities mm -hmm. you know all that work you put in prior to your resume is just nobody's even asking about it they're yeah. like well what are you doing now mm -hmm. so coming back to california after like years of of just being gone you know what i mean it was like restarting over again and stuff and i feel like it's a constant cycle of like your ego getting trimmed out of the equation yeah you you know you hear so many no's and you so many um just having to start over so many different times that you know what i mean like if you can learn to just drop the ego from the jump you're already ahead of the game you yeah know what I mean? so, <laughs> yeah but it took me a lot to learn and yeah. it's lessons that i didn't have to learn um mm -hmm. i wish somebody would have put me on you mm -hmm. know but it's just especially being out here from the 805 mm -hmm. you're born with an ego you're born oh. with a chip on your shoulder and mm -hmm. Then when somebody looks at you wrong, you're just ready to go for mm -hmm. for what reason? You know, there's there's not really any reason mm -hmm. to it. You know, it's just it it was something that was in my DNA, man, and I really had to break it. And mm -hmm. it's a struggle that I deal with every day. Mm -hmm. But when I realized that it was a struggle, when I realized it was something that an opportunity that I had, that was like such a blessing, man, oh, because that got me in so much trouble and it made me undesirable to work with mm -hmm. to network with nobody wants to, to work with somebody like that exactly. you know so if i meet somebody right now and, and it's it's apparent to me that they have like an ego i'm just gonna keep an eye on them and just wait till till they make that transition and hopefully they do it sooner than later and i'll be honest like there's artists that i just won't work with for the ego factor um it's like i tell like the locals like yo there's been times when i've been put in a in a compromising situation with a you know like some household names i won't name drop mm -hmm. uh, but that like i almost wanted to just swing on yeah. you know what i mean i'm like yo and this is somebody i grew up listening to <laughs> yeah. like 
what makes you think like you're you know what i mean so if you can learn to drop that ego from the gate like everything else is just kind of a cakewalk you yeah. know what i mean as far as networking and just building with new people um be be that energy you know what i mean like i said that could be your it when we were talking about like the marketing factor like yeah. you, you have something about you there's some people that i'll work with you know seven days a week just because yo you're such a nice person and i can i can actually tolerate being around yeah. you that much you know what i mean and um it's it's i don't know i think everybody just gravitates to towards the person that that doesn't you know talk to them in a condescending manner or anything Definitely. you know what i mean so i've been up and i've been down so many times that i understand that when we're at an up that mm -hmm you appreciate those times and you live in those moments but you know that it's not a, a solid state that you're gonna be in and that's the, i've been, had had my ego checked mm. so many times you know when i think i'm at such a top in this automotive community and we're doing so much and we're the favorite brand and things like that it, it's around the corner mm -hmm. that something's gonna happen and if if you're just relying on that moment Mm -hmm. You have a hot song right now. If you're the man right now, that's cool. But you're not always going to be the man, mm -hmm. you know. And there's very few people that just just keep it going. And they just keep winning and winning and winning. Mm -hmm. And most of that has to do with how they deal with situations, how they deal with that win. Um, a good a good example of somebody who, like, kind of inspires me is uh, Tumex. Mm -hmm. Tumex... Um, you know his history he is a pioneer of hip-hop in california you know the whole project blowed like if you get a chance to watch the the good life documentary it'll break it all down for you mm -hmm. it um it'll show you where bone thugs came to get their style where you know what i mean but, i've heard about that yeah and tumex um again he's easy to work with every time he don't have an ego his his booking numbers are you know extremely affordable um and he's just was able to survive off this music regardless of the changes of you know in music you know what i mean it's hard for for people who were popping in the early 90s to stay relevant now yeah and um i won't again throw names out there but like i'll see it on social media sometimes where it's like somebody that i grew up listening to is has a gofundme link up and he's yeah. like i just need money for a haircut and I'm, i need to get a shirt and it breaks my heart and yeah. i'm like yo the reason that you fell off one was you were you had that ego about like yo at one point i'm charging blah 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 per show i'm gonna keep doing that and it's like your your value changes yeah you know what i mean um you you don't want to take these opportunities that you feel are beneath you um but you know and again your value change you these are things that you're gonna have to do like for for every up like there's <laughs> 10 steps down eventually you know so you need to like factor that in and again I, I think Tumex did very well at doing that and um that's somebody that I've always looked at like yo man he's a he's a very smart smart dude you know what I mean like he's smart he's humble he's just it's cool that you can walk up to Tumex at any point anytime no matter where you see him and he'll sit down and chop it up with you and you can have that and it's like it's it's amazing man like yeah i think if everybody thought the way that that guy thought as far as the creative world goes it would be a better world in general you know yeah. what i mean like that's that's super dope of him to to acknowledge that yeah no definitely man and it's most of it is just getting out of your own way mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people don't understand that that 
that your personal thoughts and the way you deal with things and um, how you treat people is is really going to determine how far you do go in life. Yeah. Because when you shit on that person, when you're on the come up, you're going to see that same person when you're on the come down. Mm. And if that person's on the come up at that same time, it's on them to decide how they're going to handle that situation. You know, yeah. it's going to, it's going to show them if they have any, uh, you know, sympathy for you or if they, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's just a rough time, you know? Um, a funny one is, a uh, again, like my company is the gutted cigar. A lot of people see the logo and mm-hmm. they don't realize who the face behind the logo is. Right. So there'll be times that artists will come up to shows and I'll go up to introduce myself and they'll straight up bump my shoulder like kind of disrespect me in a sense and i don't ever say nothing i'm just mm-hmm. like all right whatever and then uh i'll let them figure it out on their own and then they're like oh you're the guy that yeah and like it's it's hilarious to me because i'm like yo this is how you treat regular people yeah if you didn't know i was who i was like, <laughs> yeah 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 this is how you would treat me and um again i think it's an eye-opener for them as well they're like i don't want to burn a bridge you know that's the show guy that's the you know what i mean yeah. like can't so yeah, you have to walk into a room and act like everybody is everybody. Everybody, somebody. You know, everybody yeah. is is there for a reason and, and just yeah. So the ego that there's no there's no place for it in the world in general, but it's here. And um, I just I hope some people will like figure that out before it's too late for them because you know one burn bridge can just kill it off for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you never know where that bridge is going to lead. Yeah. Uh, every important relationship I have in my life, I can actually pinpoint where that relationship started at. And if I didn't make that connection, if I was an asshole, if I was having a bad day at that time, there's no telling mm-hmm. what wouldn't have happened mm-hmm. because of that interaction. You know, because all those those roads. Now that road branched off to so many other other yeah. lanes, and then those lanes branch to something else, and you cut that whole thing off because of one bad interaction. It's it's, it's not going to help your growth at all. And I'll be real, like maybe it's a it's a bitter way of thinking, but there's some people who have just rubbed me the wrong way that I'm like, yo, until you prove to me otherwise, like I just don't want to be in the same room as you. You yeah. know what I mean? And um, so I'm one of the most understanding people you'll probably ever meet so when i think that way like you know what i mean that's there's an issue there you know what i mean so you gotta um, protect your energy man yeah yeah so so gutted cigar what is it today and and how many people do you have involved in it um i say there's about 10 people involved as far as the crew goes nice but um yeah again it's more so I, I think of it as a big art project, man, like just a big project. So again, like the event management, the the talent management, things like that. Um, our focus is to really just apply the pressure to the to the outlets that I feel like not not outlets, but um, apply the pressure to the things that we feel can be better. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we use these shows. Um, a lot of people don't know that we take a lot of the proceeds from shows and buy school supplies for the schools out here oh and nice do stuff like that and i feel like again why not use what it is we're doing to i, I guess be the change yeah I, again people ask me this question all the time and i don't know how to answer it so it's just we're out here having fun showing people that they can have fun but at the same time taking what it is you have and 
using it to to better the the bigger um picture you know what i mean like again i don't i don't really don't know how to word it it's just it's an energy all on its own you know what i mean and um it's keeping me happy (laughs) that's all that matters man you know uh happiness is should be everybody's goal in life and it's achieved through through different ways and Mm -hmm. you just got to feel figure out what makes you happy yeah yeah and just go full forward towards that and again like uh the show stuff leads to something else and it it all just kind of opens up and um i've met so many people like most of my contacts that i've met over the last 10 years have been made probably within the last four nice so again all that time that i spent trying to figure it out figure it out and make it make it make it like you don't realize that you've already made it this is the stuff that you were dreaming about doing yeah you may not be at the caliber that you thought you were going to be at or you know what i mean but this is exactly what you're doing so as a rapper when you're like you had that thought i want to be a rapper i'm gonna go buy a microphone i'm gonna go get my little home uh, studio going you are now a rapper yeah you now have everything that you need to push this career of yours um these people that you look at in such high regard like these are my you know what i mean these are the people that i need to look up to are actually your peers and you don't realize that until you're in a environment where you can actually sit down and and think about it like um like again it's weird to get some of the phone calls that i get these days where i'm just like how do you know who i am (laughs) yeah i mean like this is crazy to me like i think that's the best part of what i do is that the, the phone calls, the phone yeah. calls that I get sometimes, I'm just like, you ever just been, you know, six, seven in the morning, you wake up and you just look at your phone and it's a text message from somebody that you grew up listening to. And you're like, one, <laughs> how did you get my number? But like, two, like, it's just, a, it's overwhelming, you it's know what blessing, I mean? Man. So um, everybody has ideas that they want to bring to life. And I feel like that is our importance is, is helping them do that. Because again, as it's so frustrating as a as a younger you know person with a dream when you're just like one day i want to have a clothing line but i don't know where to go to get this stuff made yeah like how do i do this how do i go about you know what i mean putting so i think our our main importance is to pinpoint the people in the community who need that extra push and i know we all need that extra push but there's there's certain people and again like um People like Mark Ford, for example, homie has a lot going for him and he's just, he's, he's going to make it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? There's no doubt in my mind that he's going to make it, but at the same time, there's certain things that we can help him out with and vice versa. And that building that relationship to where, um, you know who to call when, you know, you need certain things. It's just, it's, it's an important contact in your phone. Yeah. And it may not be, you know, the you know most called number in your phone but sometimes like that one number if you scroll through your contacts in your phone right now you're gonna see one person in there and you're gonna be like hmm i should probably give that full call yeah you know and next thing you know you guys have a project on your hands and then it's just i don't know it's just, it's beautiful man it's hell just, yeah it's a lot of fun and a lot of uh a lot of experimenting and seeing what works and seeing what doesn't and Again, even the even the failures, like when you have a little setback or you don't have a project that goes a thousand percent through, so it's it stems into something else. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Again, I don't really know how to to answer this this question, but it's it's just just have fun with it. That'd be my advice. If I if I was trying to spin this into advice, I'd say just have fun with it. 
be humble um, and don't rule anybody out because you never know that one contact in your phone could change your life forever. Yeah. So since you're out uh, wanting to help people get to the next level, what is some help that, that you need or a contact that you're looking for that maybe you're, uh, you see as an opportunity with your camp? Um, I mean, that question changes weekly. Yeah. Uh, again, when we take on projects for shows and stuff, we always have to reach out for certain things. You know what I mean? Um, whether that's new types of talent. Um, I know we're like this year, we're trying to branch out of hip hop a little more and do more, you know, rock events and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, because we've also seen how much help and resources that we've gathered just from hip hop. So yeah. When you think about all these other genres and subcultures and things going on in the creative arts world, um, there's just there's different stuff that you're gonna pick up from each. So um, one of the the one of my favorites is when I just get those contacts for venues. Got you. Because um, I love to just build these amazing relationships with these venues to where you know when we set up these tours and things like that. We know where to go. We have venues. We have sound teams in different areas. We have our our list of contacts that's just gradually growing every time we go to these different cities and stuff. So I love when people reach out with venue contacts and they're just like, yo, um, you know, I got you a spot here. I got you a spot there. I got nice. you. And then it's on you to not only build that relationship or like a respectable relationship with this venue, but you're also going off somebody else's word so you have to make them look good you yeah know, they're the yeah, ones yeah. who recommended you yeah you know what i mean so you can't just make them look bad by um coming up short on your end so um yeah I, I love that i just love that these days it's more so that we don't really reach out and say what we, it is we need help with um it's more people going hey i came to your show and i feel like this would be a dope gotcha and we pay attention to what the people want you know what i mean at the end of the day it's them you know we couldn't throw a show with just us there you know yeah so when people throw their suggestions out there and and you know just hey i know so and so and this person does this and that like it's a very dope um energy to just be able to incorporate it all yeah no definitely man um i don't know if you spoke with rico uh when you were at the station but he actually has his own side business as well where Mm -hmm. he does like the um the the stages Mm -hmm. for uh for performances he'll do the stage and then like the lights and all that Mm -hmm. stuff maybe that'll be somebody that you could work with in the future yeah definitely um well see that's that was the beauty of linking with the asr is that that's their what they do Mm -hmm. so again like when we started throwing shows we had to experiment with a couple different djs and sound techs and stuff who just give you headache you know what i mean um when we linked with them like again they have experience in all this so they definitely helped us up our game nice and i know for sure there's going to be somebody out there that's going to be able to help them up their game as well and so on so forth so we always have our our ear open and and hear people out um because again there's some people that just you know volunteered volunteered their help one time and uh it just grew into a partnership yeah. you know what i mean it was like you just like hey maybe you guys might like this i'll do it for free the first time and eh. yeah and now you know years later you're like that's you know what <laughs> that's I mean? how you get them hooked dude yeah blue yeah. magic first one's free bro <laughs> next one you're hooked so what do you got going on in the near future you got any shows events anything like that um yeah we have again we're kicking off 2020 with the two free shows 
Friday and Saturday, January 24th and 25th. We have Mike Bless's uh, listening party for his new album. And then we have the Variety Pack 805 event, which is essentially our way of just giving back to the community a little bit. Um, free shows, a lot of giveaways, stuff like that. Um, kind of keeping things a little mellow before we hit the road because we're about to take... Um, we're about to hit the road in March um, for the Agua Fresca tour, which is an all-female showcase um, statewide, all-female Cali-wide state showcase. I hope I mm -hmm. worded that right. <laughs> but um, yeah, so the the end goal is like we did uh, the Daughters of the Culture, um, I think it was last year, the year before, which was an all-female festival, just showcasing all-female everything from the artists, uh, the painters, the you know performances, everything. Um, but we're doing that same thing, but we're going to split it up and go from San Diego, um, Ontario, L.A., Fresno, Oxnard, San Jose, and Oakland. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so each show would be different. There's no artist that's just coming along for the tour with us, but we're trying to showcase these dope women in each city, you know what I mean? So we're, we're focused on the local talent and um, just yeah it's gonna be a beautiful thing like i said i love working with uh the females because they're very slept on in the creative arts world they're, i hear a lot of their horror stories when yeah. we work with them so um we like to create like a comfortable environment to where they don't have to worry about what a hidden agenda or anything definitely, like that definitely. you know what i mean um they just they deal with so much in in, in this game and um again uh we work with a lot of a lot of dope females who build that comfortability factor for them you know what i mean so they're not just like oh it's a bunch of dudes trying yeah. to you know what i mean it's we um we like to incorporate the bo both worlds you know what i mean male and female and um and kind of bridge them man because uh people might not think so but you know in hip-hop which is a it can be a very misogynistic world at times you mm -hmm. know what i mean um it's important that we we do our part to just bridge that gap and and eliminate some of the the bullshit that they have to go through you yeah know what i mean so that's a big one for us um i love i love hitting the road and doing these tours and stuff and it's dope that we're able to actually showcase these women out here because again they're slept on man yeah they're super slept on if they're not a cardi b or a beyonce you know they're not getting talked about and that's not right um i feel like females don't have a very long lifespan in music if you notice like there's only one Cardi B at a time. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and with so many dope women on the come up right now, I feel like that's gradually going to change. But in order to do that, it's important that we all kind of help people put their guard down and 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 really start acknowledging it, man. Like, it's, it's very dope. I love it, man. That's dope, bro. I wish you the best. Thank you. Thank um, you. What, what's a big goal that you have for 2020? Um, for 2020, it's honestly just getting these new ventures going. Um, I'm, I want to take some time to put some time into these artists um, and, and help them branch out. Again, we partnered up with uh, the Happiness of Pursuit Festival, so we're getting more um, experience in the festival settings. Um, but um, I'd say for 2020, is honestly just kind of perfecting some of our, our um our ventures that we've been working with and dabbling with and um getting more on a i guess like a a professional basis of things because we 
we're professional to an extent, but at the same time, we don't like to overdo the professionalism because I feel like that it just it changes the dynamic of working with somebody. Like, yeah. I like the fact that you can come in and have a business meeting with me and smoke a lot while you're there. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. Just, you don't feel is is tense and it's just like okay i know that i could joke around with you i know i could do this but at the same time i know you're gonna get work done yeah i'm not just sitting here like oh i'm wasting my time with you know what i mean so um yeah i I really want to put time into uh into perfecting some of these crafts and and helping um some of our locals get out of the 805 because um again we did it last year with uh the the thought fest stuff we were able to get like Mark Ford on like his first big festival. We brought like Mike Bless out and Enzom, and we're trying to help them get to these bigger stages because they're ready. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But again, until you know the right people, it's kind of hard to get there. And yeah. the beauty of what we do is like we are able to work with these people on a different note. So we build relationships with them and just cash in favors for other people. So it's cool to, to be able to do that. So I want to do a lot more of that. And just helping these artists out and then um the clothing stuff too we have a lot of um new ideas for the clothing and um really getting the brand going because at this point i think we have like shirts and one like one shirt design one sweater design so we're trying to get more established as a brand yeah um on the clothing side of things but uh yeah it's it's mainly just tightening up some screws and bolts you know what i mean dial it all in man yeah yeah i love it dude i love the story man and uh i look forward to seeing your growth in the future so before we get out of here where can uh people find you at um all social media is at the gutted cigar or at jeffy obvious jeffy Um, obvious jeffy oh thank you bro i appreciate your time man and uh anybody out there any local talents please please shoot us a dm um I'm, i'm looking to grow our network locally and see who's uh who are the movers and shakers out here I know there's a lot, and um, I, I look forward to uh, hopefully highlighting some of them in the near future. Oh, yeah, man. Um, I'll be sure to, to send you my Rolodex. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? So. Shoot them my way, bro. Definitely. Uh, guys, make sure you guys check out Jeffy O for sure and uh, Gutted Cigar. And um, thank you for listening, man. This is Downtime with Downstar, episode 137. We out. Peace. Peace, peace.